0: Hey everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Death of Vanilla podcast. I'm your host, Stephen Burkhart, owner of Burkhart Creative Agency, and we are so excited that we have an in-person podcast happening. And so if you get a chance, we do have it on video, just like we have all our podcasts um but obviously with us doing it in person we got our three cameras so it's like the high production value again and this is super exciting that we get to share that with you so we got a chance to run down to simple machine brewing that's off of 7th Ave in Your Valley in Phoenix Arizona um that doesn't obviously mean anything to you if you are not local but Uh, It's a really cool brewery. They gave us a chance to be able to shoot inside of their space. And so shout out to them and thank you to them for doing that. And, uh, yeah, we just had a really good conversation with Eric. So Eric is actually a pretty accomplished guy. And he has uh, started what I believe is probably the biggest um, food and beverage podcast in Arizona and is going to continue to expand. Uh, But it is a local Publication. He has a free magazine that he's brought out on a Taste of AZ, which is a branch and a separate entity from Tap That AZ Podcast, which is where he really cut his teeth, got known, and has built his network. And so really excited to really just retrospect, look at the history of what he's been up to, what he's been doing. And to be honest, I thought we would walk into this with like a real strategic view. But actually, we talked a lot about branding and the things that he's been doing to build and protect his brand that I think you're going to find incredibly helpful. So let's jump into this podcast. Well, hey, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Death of Manila podcast. And I have an incredible guest on today. And his name's Eric with Tap That AZ podcast. And uh, he's done a, lots of other things that... You know we have subtly placed here that you can see and uh, just started some other ventures like you've leveraged it into um taste of az yep. starting to talk more about like the food industry and things like that and you've got many other dreams that i'm excited to share yep. uh, but just in general uh you know this the show is about getting noticed instead of getting ignored and so he has done all these amazing things sometimes on purpose, sometimes not. But either way, uh, you've gotten noticed, right? And so I actually think you're probably one of, if not like one of the leading podcasts in Arizona and then continuing to expand and grow and that's super exciting. So I'm fanboying a little bit today. Um, But yeah, so I'd love for you to just brag on yourself just for a little bit and just talk to us a little bit about who you are and what you do, yeah. and how that all started.
1: Can yeah, absolutely. So I grew up in northeastern Ohio, like right outside of Youngstown, Ohio, between Cleveland and Pittsburgh. So very. We were talking about Erie, Pennsylvania, a minute ago, yeah. right? Uh, so very blue collar, uh, but there was a lot of creativity that was, you know, underneath the steel mills and things like that. So I uh, always had a spark of of creativity, but never really had an opportunity to to let it shine until I started podcasting. 2016 actually 2015 um, i started a blog about i did one beer review i wrote a story about my two-year-old daughter Going to the bathroom on the floor, and it was like a mystery caper of like who did it, right? <laughs> uh, so I had like two blog posts, and that was like my first taste into like you know taking that taking that step because I was always apprehensive. I quit drawing when I was a kid because I couldn't I couldn't get it the way that I wanted it to look. Right. So I gave up. You know. But um, now I tell my nine year old, I'm because she loves drawing. I'm like, don't give up. Like don't right. like I know it doesn't look like what you want it to look like, but keep going. And that was you know, a year ago. Now she's loving drawing. So, um, so 2016 was the first time I actually took the risk and it was a music podcast that segued into a beer podcast that segued into a beer book, into a food podcast and now a magazine. Uh, I guess that's the the long and short of, of it, right. <laughs> but, um, it was just kind made of it one... sound so easy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It's been, uh, well, well the thing is, is I, I've always had this this feeling that I was meant to do something, right? And my grandma always told me that too. Right, grandma. Right. That's that's what grandmas do. But she was always like, you were meant for for something special. Um, and she was always really creative. Um, both her and my mom were artists. Uh, you know, not by trade, but just you know, uh, out of hobby. But um, so I knew I knew there was something. You know, there's that that burning desire of like All right, there was something meant for me. And you know, I'm I go through my. 20s and early 30s mid 30s and i'm like where is it you know i've been having this faith and just you know that something's out there and then when i got introduced to food and beverage in arizona specifically beer it was like okay this is something you know because i don't want to make the beer uh but i like to take pictures and i like to write about it and um yeah i was just taking that first risk and then Diving
0: from there, pretty right. much. <laughs> so what you're saying is you'd have to get started doing something, yes. <laughs> to get the ball rolling. Yeah. Um, but no, that's really cool. It's, it's cool that you dared to believe your grandma.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, it, for the longest time, it felt like a curse, right? Because it was oh, like, yeah. okay, like this this thing is burning inside me. I know. You know, when I, and I would tell myself that, you know, where there was jobs that I should have done really well at because I, but I struggled because I just wasn't into it. And I would tell myself like, all right, if you, when you find this thing, like you better, you better step up the plate. Right. (laughs) You know, so I had that, that drive and that desire. And then when, when I got a little bit of a flicker of that light, I was like, okay. And I knew, and it still is developing as time goes and it changes, but I see that like my, my, my purpose is to tell the story of food and beverage in Arizona. Right. So that clarity from f- five years ago till now has been—it's been a pretty, uh, pretty amazing journey.
0: Right. Well, and I, I have to say the timing of that is is pretty nice because I mean I mean, granted, I'm I'm 35, so I've only been of drinking age for you know you know a little more than a decade. But I feel like the those industries in Arizona have grown dramatically. And so it's kind of a pretty convenient yeah. timing there that you want to talk about them. And all of a sudden, like it, like the place that we're in at, right? Simple Machine Brewing is like, yeah. this is new. Like I feel like every other day, there's a new brewery opening up yeah. and serving incredible food and beverage. And so the opportunity for you to actually have something to talk about is growing too, which is really yeah. neat.
1: Yep absolutely and, and and that's what's cool too and that's that you know beer is where it started um when i started seeing you know when i started in 2017 there were 50 breweries maybe you know 50 to 60 breweries now there's like 110. so there was a bill that was passed in 2015 yeah it was 2015 that basically opened the doors for craft beer like okay. th- there were there was a ceiling on what they could do basically they were if you got too successful, you had to shut down like to like, you couldn't have a tap room open and I I'm probably messing this up because I'm not a you know, I'm not into the laws, but basically um, something happened that that lessened the requirements that people could have a place like this, you know, and not just be production, right. you know, just be a, a factory that's pumping out beer, you know, through the back. Um, so but you see beer coming up you see the whiskey coming up there's a distiller in tucson called uh, hamilton distillers that has one of the best like single malts in the country you know so and people don't know that yeah right. and they're making it with it's like the same style as scotch but they make it with mesquite that's grown in arizona like Mes- arizona mesquite Dang. yeah so that's it's cool. a pita- or it's a it's a smoky whiskey that tastes like the southwest Huh. You know, so okay. so as, I'm, as I started, you know, it was it was a music podcast that we had a segment called What the F Are You Drinking? Yeah. <laughs>
0: so, That's so, fantastic. And
1: I was always drinking local beers. Uh, and my buddy was in Florida. We would Skype and we'd talk about music and then I would edit it and pull in music. But we were always, you know, I was always drinking local beer. So we'd tag the breweries in them. And then the breweries were like, hey, you should come in. Uh, Matt from Peoria Artisan over in Peoria said, dude, come in do a live podcast. Yeah. And I had no idea how to do it. But my buddy was like, dude, this is, it's a good opportunity. This is, he understands business a lot more than I do. Sure. I'm more of the creative side, the marketing yeah. side. Uh, but he's like, dude, you know, craft beer is growing. This is, people are reaching out to you to say, hey, can you come out and check us out? So I was like, cool. sure.
0: <laughs> so obviously like some, when you grow something, sometimes it's very intentional and sometimes it's very organic sometimes I really hate those organic stories because sometimes I feel like I'm trying so hard and someone's yeah. like, I just started blogging and then I got all yeah. this traffic. And it's like, <laughs> yes. screw you, buddy. Oh, but yeah. <laughs> so what I would love to hear is, was it organic for you? And if so, in retrospect, what were you doing that was starting to like really work? You know what I'm saying? Like, cause like when yeah. you look back at it, you can kind of see like, oh, like, you know, like, like I was passionate about it, okay, well, that's cool, but that doesn't explain it so much, as much as you could say like, oh, like I was, I was writing really in-depth articles, or yeah. like it was very personal, or you know what I mean? So like in sure. retrospect, what were you doing that was like just building that success?
1: Uh, I think I just kept doing it, number one. You know, someone's like, dude, you've just been around. You've just stuck around. And not
0: quitting is a great way to win. Yeah, yeah,
1: exactly. (laughs) So I think that was it. And I mean, the the support of my wife is is like, I mean, that's the the linchpin of the whole thing. Um, Because you know, she would be the one that we'd be sitting on the patio and I'm stressed out because I hate my job and I want to find out what I want to do. So now she saw it earlier than I did, that Mm. she saw that I was onto something and she saw in me that it was it was something different right so um for her her support is that she's always been very adamant about like be yourself like do it the way you know she's if i would want to do something she's like that doesn't sound like you like don't like why would you do that i'm like well these people are doing it and it's working for them she's like that is not you though like uh, so uh, i've had that that I don't know that drive to do it the way that i want to do it and not in a selfish way but just like if i'm going to do it like i don't want to just replicate what somebody else does right you know i want to put my own you know because i'm committed to this at this point you know once i found this path i'm like
0: okay you came too far yeah
1: yeah Now, you know so um so i think that's been kind of the key um and it's frustrating right because you do see um people grow at exponential rates and and you know, you know, once you kind of know the behind the scenes stuff, you know, some of it's shady, some of it's not. Uh, But once again, my wife comes in, she's like, who cares? Who cares what they're doing? Focus on what you're doing. Like, you know, so, um, and being able to stick to that and then being consistent uh, was a huge thing. I mean, it'd be Monday night and I'd be up late editing a show and she'd be like, does it really matter? I'm like, yes, it matters, you know? so, and I, and I haven't been consistent, you know, I don't do every Tuesday and, you know, there's a time where there's two weeks in between, but I just keep coming back, right. you know, and I keep, I keep doing it, uh, because I love doing it. I right. think that's really, it's that fuel that's, you know, and now I'm starting to see things that I'm like, okay, there's, there's a monetary side, to, you sure. know, it's not just faith and enjoying yourself. Now it's catching on to things that are actually bringing money to the house which is the goal
0: yeah Yeah. and and yeah and I I think there's always that opportunity and I think sometimes people could feel a little weird about it especially if they've been doing it for free for so long Mm -hmm. but the reality is is anytime there's an exchange of value there's usually some monetary exchange as well you know what I mean and so there's there's nothing wrong with that and I, I I'm excited for you because of that that something that you're passionate about isn't just emotionally rewarding. Right. <laughs> it can be yeah. financially rewarding too. And, and, and why not? Because all of the attention that you're bringing, all these people who are doing good things is of, of value and they, you know, you should get paid for that. Yeah. I think one thing I think is interesting that I want to unpack a little bit is what you described to me as far as doing things your way is, is kind of in marketing what they call like positioning, which is what place in the market do you take up, yeah. right? And yeah. so you talked about how some people were doing things one way and you were doing things your way. Yeah. So what was the contrast? Give us a, a picture of, and you know, I'm not asking you to like, call anyone out or anything, sure. but yeah, like yeah. what were people doing that you were like, oh, okay, I'll just copy that. Because that's not necessarily a terrible idea. Like if people are doing things that work, yeah. then inherently that's like there's some winning in there. But
1: yep.
0: what were they doing that you saw that was working, but then how did you end up positioning yourself instead?
1: So I, I think it was because I focused on I wasn't I wasn't real caught up in what was in the can. Okay. Right. That was the that was the thing or, or on the in the glass or whatever it was. Like I wasn't real caught up on that. That was like the you know obviously the taste we're talking
0: about like the science of it like the well, actual no, brewing. even just the beer like okay.
1: even just the beer like that wasn't what really drew me i mean obviously that's what draws you in right you know sure. it's you, you you know you seek a beer like you look for the ipa you look for what you want um but what really drew me in was like the the feeling that you got when you walk you went into a into a brewery um you know growing up outside of youngstown ohio super blue collar yeah. right but there's also that creativity so that's what brewing is. That's what, you know, and, and I would say it's the same for, for cooking and probably a lot of things, but you know, brewing is what I'm, or beer is what I'm most familiar with. Um, but it's, it's creativity. But then you have to have the work ethic, right? You could have yeah. the best recipes, you could have the best can art, but if you're not willing to put the work in, you know. And these guys work a lot, and not like you know, yeah. they're they're in they're sweating, they're hot, you know. It's not a it's not a glamorous glamorous job, um, but so that's what I wanted to highlight. So I think that was what my differentiator was, you know. You have a lot of beer podcasts and beer influencers that you know they talk about the alcohol content, they talk about the hops, they talk right. about you know the, those those stats that are just I don't know, to me, they're kind of boring, right? I mean, anybody can read a stat and say, oh, this isn't, you know, I don't know, I could go off the, the deep end <laughs> that. but But, so for me, that wasn't an interest. My interest was, I wanna tell the story of you. Like, you are back there, you know, you did something you hated for 15 years and you made beer in the garage and you loved it and, you know, you found your path, so I'm gonna tell your story, you know? And there are times where, it, you know, I forget to talk about the beer. You know it's towards the end i'm like oh yeah let's let's talk about the beer um and i think that's been a big differentiator because i've i've kind of built a fan base from within the industry so people within the industry really like the podcast they really like what i do um and they listen to it because they might you know they might know the brewery down the street like they might see them every single day but they're not going to sit down for 45 minutes and say hey Tell me your story. Right? Yeah, that's that's, true. that's what my
0: because well, the guy's was. busy back there working. Yeah, yeah. And
1: when they see each other, like, hey, dude, what's going on? Oh, not much. You know, they're catching up, um, quick things, but they're not going to sit there and sure. they don't know the whole story behind Brian Helton. You know, right. and um, so that's what really that's what really drew me in. Number one. Uh, the listeners liked hearing that cause it was a change of pace. Um, and the breweries loved it because they knew I wasn't going to come in and critique their beer, right? Because, yeah. you know, not to talk smack, but most of the people that are critiquing beers don't know what they're talking about. Uh-oh. They really don't. Uh, oh, he's and calling them out. Yeah, <laughs> oh yeah, oh, yeah. It, it is. I mean, and yeah, that, that fires me up. But, um, but there are some really good guys out there that know their stuff and, um, it's, even if you don't like this beer, like respect what the person is doing back there. Mm-hmm. You know, these guys are, you know, these guys and women and uh, it's, it's, a, it's a very diverse industry and they're, um, they're working hard to, you know, provide a product that they're not getting rich off of. You know, it's so, not like
0: they're, Right. yeah. So do you think that comes from your blue collar background of like, because the, the thing I think of when you're telling the, the, talking about these stories is, is this idea that, and I mean, and we experience this too, like we're behind the camera, yeah. they're behind the wall brewing. It's this kind of, uh, this idea of bringing people like out of the back room. Yeah. You know, and I feel like that's probably, I, I feel like that's probably inspired a little bit by your, your blue collar background where someone has like forged the metal that goes into your car <laughs> yeah, and, but like you so. would never know them. Yeah. Yeah, and there's
1: some great stories there, right? Yeah. I mean, there's some there's some really great stories. Yeah, um, and they're not the ones that get highlighted a lot, um, but uh, but yeah.
0: So, well, and I think that, I think that's so that's so cool because, and I I like to think that we talked about this when we we talked earlier is this idea of some people, especially when they've been in an industry for a long time, forget how cool it is, sure, and forget the fact that like it's interesting and other people find it interesting and so you have like uh for example like the 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 thing i always think about is uh like the gold rush show on tv where like they're they're just like mining for gold how on god's green earth do you make a show about that digging (laughs) holes in the ground (laughs) and discovering gold and yet there are and guess what I kind of curious how that process is. Yeah. Never never once have lost a lick of sleep about wondering about that, yeah. but now that there's a show about it, now I'm kind of curious. Yeah, and so, <laughs> uh, and I I think brewing is, is quite a bit more interesting than that. Yeah. But um yeah, but not a lot of people are talking about it. And so I do think it's a cool niche that you discovered, which is the stories of the people because yes, it's it's, you know, if you're a connoisseur or a nerd or whatever you want to call it, like yes, um, you know exactly how they process the hops, I'm sure is super fascinating for yeah. everyone else. Sure. Yeah. You know what I mean? The process of how that all happened and the stories of the people who make them, I think, are interesting too, because I have no idea what drives the passion of a brewer. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because yep. some of what they're doing is on a spreadsheet, some yeah. of it's like really cool, like pouring things in. You know, what I, mean? I don't know. It's just yeah. what kind of commonalities did you find in their stories? Blue collar. Okay. Definitely a lot of blue collar for sure. Um, Feel like they're secret artists.
1: Yeah, yeah. A lot of them are. A lot of them are musicians, artists of of different sorts. A lot of them came from uh, food backgrounds too. Okay. So like chefs coming into the because it's. I mean it's it's cooking, right? You're just boiling grains um, and then you're fermenting it. That's right. pretty much what it is, you know. So so you get a lot of people from the from the food industry. Um, but you know what, I don't know. There was there's there's such a range. There's such a range of, of people. There's sure. there's IT people, there are people that come from food and beverage, you know. So um I guess what it I guess a common theme would be homebrewing. Yeah. They were all homebrewers, like, you know, and it was always something that had, you know, Um, uh so some positive energy around it you know there was always it's not like they're like oh we're home brewers and it sucked but i think we're (laughs) gonna be able to make a business out of this um that's sometimes the opposite of the problem right they're like oh we make great beer everybody tells us our beer is great well you know it's the what is the book um E-Myth. you ever read the E-Myth? I have not yet, but... It's a good one. I just, I just read that recently, but it basically breaks it down into a business's three different parts. It's a technician, a manager, and an uh, entrepreneur, okay. right? So what happens is a technician is such a good technician that they don't think the entrepreneur and the manager know what they're doing, so the technician leaves their spot to open up their own spot, but then when they start to make the product they don't realize that they need those other two things technicians alone you know so yeah so same thing like oh you're a good cook okay can you like the guy you were telling about can you run a kitchen yeah right you know you might be able to be the best cook like me if i have three people looking over my shoulder i collapse you know but just me and the family i can make all kinds of good stuff but um, but yeah i think the homebrewing part of it and just you know it being a neighborhood thing and and breweries are kind of the extended version of that. You know, you're making beer here right. and
0: all your friends are coming and hanging out and drinking, you know, <laughs> so. But now they're paying you. <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah, yep, exactly.
0: As they should. Um, okay, cool. So so you position yourself in a way that you were talking about the stories of the people instead of the beer itself. And so that's, and then you're, you're showing up consistently. So what happened after that? So you're, you're showing up, you're showing up, you're showing up. What kind of opportunities ended up presenting themselves to you because of that?
1: So I, I'd say the key is uh, my business partner. Okay. So um, he reached out to me, my business partner, Luke Irvin reached out like, I don't know, this was like early 2018 before a beer festival. And he was like, hey, um, you know, I, I think he had just turned 21. So the, it's funny, the age differences, I'm almost, <laughs> I'm almost double his age but he's the mature one, you know, he's the one that's you know, I'm the the you know, off the wall, you know, head in the clouds person, but uh so but he's the entrepreneur. Yeah, well, so we're all we're kind of a little bit of both cuz okay. he's a technician and he's a manager and he, and he's a, a, okay. a, a you know, the entrepreneur. I'm like the visionary type of, you know, hey, let's make a beer and put, you know, a bandana around it and call it Jean-Claude bandana. <laughs> you know, just, uh, <laughs> you know, those are the things. That, and I'm working on that. So that's fantastic.
0: That.
1: <laughs> uh, but he's the one that he's basically the one that came in and was like, Hey, you know, you have this great falling Cause he was in a different industry. He was just kind of tired of working in hmm. doing photo, video, uh, web design, all that stuff. Um, he's like, I really, this craft beer thing looks really cool. You know, yeah. I'd love to you know, meet you. And I'm like, well, there's a beer festival this weekend. You should come and you know, uh, we should meet up. So I had a table set up at this festival and I was selling shirts and I had the podcast set up to do like a live podcast, but I was by myself. And my wife that morning was like, who's going with you to sell the shirts? I'm like, I don't know, I didn't think about that. <laughs> so he showed up um, and he was selling shirts, he was handing out stickers, taking cool. photos. Um, so we just, we just really connected. And And within a few months, we did the Arizona Beer Book. So that was maybe another thing we should have on the table is the book over there. Um, So it's like a hardcover. Sure. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, So, yeah. So that was our first project as business partners. Mm -hmm. So it was like, hey, let's, you know, I honestly, this sounds funny. I don't even think I knew his last name, but when we started doing the book, I thought his, uh, cause his, his company name was like, uh, was it like Luke Wayne media? Um, so he'd sent me something. I mean, this is as we're partway through writing the book. Right. Sure. And it says like Luke Irvin. I'm like, who's Luke Irvin? He's like, well, that's my last name. I'm like, what's Wayne. He's like, it's my middle name. I'm like, man, <laughs> you know, but we just, but we just, we just connected and, and we this book when neither of us had done a book before um and the partnership's just been great because the things i'm good at and the things i enjoy are the things he doesn't enjoy and that he's not necessarily good at you know um so it works out really well and he's got really good business sense so i think that was the biggest key of uh, is is finding somebody that um could understand the craziness of my all of my ideas right. and my, you know, and my ability to make a, build a network. I mean, that's been the key to the whole thing sure. is, you know, I can have all these crazy ideas, but if nobody wants to listen to me, that doesn't matter.
0: You know? So what was the, what was the purpose of having the book?
1: Just to kind of, I mean, a few reasons is to kind of highlight what we can do because sure. we provide services like photo, web design, um, magazine, obviously, if you want a magazine printed, I don't right. know. I don't know if Luke will be willing to take that on. Oh, <laughs> Print somebody else's <laughs> magazines, yeah. Um, what was the question again? Sorry.
0: Oh, no, you're good. So I was asking why you guys made the book to begin with. Oh,
1: so he'd always wanted to do a book. I, somebody had mentioned to me a few times, uh, a couple of people would say, dude, you should do a book about beer. And, and I, I was the same, you know, the same. I'm like, I don't know much about the beer to, to write that much about it. Right. Um, but they were like, we will right about the story. So, um, when I mentioned it to Luke, he's like, dude, I've been wanting to do like a really cool, you know, coffee table style book. Right. So he put together a project plan and a budget and we we did it. <laughs> you know? right. So uh, so we created the book and it was, it was to, I mean, kind of showcase what we're, what we have the ability to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and it almost kind of just an introduction into what we're.
0: Right, no, I think that's amazing and like, you know, we're we're talking about standing out, you know, this is a
1: a beautiful book. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing we want to do. Everything we do, we want it to be quality. Um, I mean, we could have put together some, you know, soft cover, um, book to turn out really nice, but we're like, let's take it up a notch. Let's, let's make it a hard cover. Uh, we only covered 35, uh, places in that one, 35 breweries. And then there was a cider house in Mesa Mm -hmm. and a meadery up in Prescott. Um, but, uh, but yeah, so it's just it's it's volume 1. So the plan is to do 2 to 3 volumes of it.
0: Is it the meter that's like th- downstairs in that no. one Yeah. Like, okay, yeah. yeah. I went there for the first time like uh, 2 months ago.
1: Okay. Would you think Well,
0: I'd you never had, had meet in my meet whole life.
1: It's interesting, right? It's it's
0: different. Yeah. Uh, there there is definitely some I did not like at all. Yeah. And then some were like, okay, well, this is this is pretty good, but it's yeah. just like a different it's just a different vibe.
1: It is. It is. Yeah. But they're they're world renowned. Like yeah. they're they're it's known funny. as like one of the best in the world. And yeah,
0: the charcuterie boards too. Yeah, yeah, you
1: can't go wrong with that. No. <laughs> yeah, even if they're like thirty dollars. <laughs> so so I, wish, I, I wish, you know, as you asked that, I wish I had bet, a better answer as to why do we do the book, but it was just like, let's do
0: it. This is one of these, this is one of these annoying, annoying organic things that I was talking right. about, where it's like, oh, like this is actually a really good idea, and you're yeah. like, oh, we just thought it'd be cool, um, but no. I, what I love about this is. And, and we were talking about this early before the podcast started this and, and we'll, we can dive into the magazine too if you want to show that off. so we live in this crazy world that everything's getting more and more digital yep. more online, which is awesome. Uh, it means that you can make something and for way less money distribute it to literally anyone anywhere yeah. You know, um, if the, if this magazine was digital, what, do you guys have a digital it is version? Digital, yeah. We just, so, we just put up. Yeah, digital someone thing. in like Korea can find it and like you know have your magazine as opposed to shipping it over there, which has got to be just astronomical. Right. So <laughs> right, right. Uh, right, and so so that's really cool, um, and so we have this idea of like you know how do you you know how does a, how does a business stand out? And now you have a situation where everything's going digital and you actually are holding something in your hand. Yeah. And I think that's really cool. Like, you know, we were talking about before, it's like as things get more digital, things that are physical get more and more novel.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: You know, and so then you have this thing where like you do actually stand out because of the fact that you have a book and instead of in spite of it because it's like who can say that they have this yeah. and you can leave this places and you can give it to people and it can be a gift. And all of a sudden your brand is all over the place, Yeah. especially since so much of what you're talking about is local, right? This yeah. is, it's it's oh, exactly. AZ podcast, right? Yeah. It's not like exactly. the whole yeah. world podcast. And so I think that's super awesome. Obviously there's no one thing that a business is gonna do that you're gonna do that's gonna be the total game changer and nothing else you do is gonna matter in comparison. But it is one of those big things where like this is like a cool way to represent yourself other places. Yeah. I think it helps you stand out. And this magazine's dope too.
1: Thanks man. It is. I love food. food. Yeah. Okay. So
0: talk a little bit about how we um, how you transitioned into this because um, you know one business success can feed into another, right? That's why people people have personal brands uh, because their personal brand feeds into their businesses. So you started with uh, the Tap That A Z podcast and that resource, and now we have Taste of A Z. So how did you end up leveraging that? um, from a business growth perspective into the taste of AZ.
1: So, um, so tap that is, you know, the Arizona craft beer podcast, but there was an episode with Helio Basin. They used to be, um, Tombstone Brewing now has their North location there. It's like 40th and Thomas. Um, they, they shut down during COVID, but their chef was phenomenal. So it was like like their chef at the beginning, Tamara Stanger. And when I was doing the episode with them, they were like, hey, do you care if we have our chef Tammy joined. And I'd eaten there before, and her stuff was like off the wall, like a lot of like nice. native, you know, ingredients and stuff. Uh like pickled choya buds and like all this stuff that you're like, what is this? And right. well, I don't care. I eat everything. Everything. <laughs> Except the <laughs> horseradish. I don't like horseradish. I even tried it this past week and I still don't like it. Uh but everything else. Everything else is on the table.
0: Um for me it's sauerkraut. It's like no. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, man, I, I have two sauerkraut. things of
1: sauerkraut Anything in
0: my <laughs> Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. And that's it? Yeah. For the most part. Okay. But- um, But I, I do like horse radish within yeah. certain portions. A reasonable amount. Yeah. <laughs> it's, yeah. it's hot. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. It is pungent for sure. Yeah. So um, when I did the episode with them, and, and Tamara joined in about halfway through, and she started talking about how she forages and, you know, she goes out into the desert and, you know picks ingredients that she's either going to use in a dish that night or she'll preserve it for you know That's so, so cool. yeah super cool and that really opened my eyes and she moved to um utah hopefully uh temporarily at this point because she she opened a spot in tempe called cotton and copper was a really cool spot and then COVID hit and yeah. and they're kind of um it's not fine dining it's uh it's uh but it's higher cost food right it's sure. it's i mean she has like some pretty obscure stuff but it's fantastic but anyways so that spot closed and she opened a new spot in utah which just looks amazing and yes. people are people are, are predicting that she she's going to win some awards in in this situation she's in because she is she's top-notch so so before she left a couple months ago um, i had a couple beers with her and i said you changed my life like you she changed my life because i thought it was like beers cool and i'm telling the stories and this is fun i don't know where this is going to go maybe i'll you know start a career and you know or have a a social media company or whatever i didn't really have an idea of what i w- wanted to do but when i met her that opened up the doors i'm like okay food can be really interesting right because i wasn't interested in you know french cuisine and fine dining and um all the stuff that i thought the limitations kind of were sure um and then when i met her i'm like ah like it's either is-
0: here or it's here but yeah there's actually
1: yeah Ex- exactly in middle ground <laughs> yep exactly and so she really opened my eyes um and then that's when things really started to be like all right i want to start because i didn't want to i didn't want tap that to be watered down with you know food beer you sure. know it could be food and beverage but I was like you know what it's the craft beer podcast so yeah. let's let's keep it that and then luke and i launched in may of 2020 um we launched a taste of az podcast so that was finally us jumping out and saying okay let's let's do a podcast um so it was May, 2020, um, within a couple months. Once again, he's like, hey, should we do a magazine? <laughs> like, dude, I've never done a magazine. He's like, we've never done a book. Let's yeah. do a magazine. I'm like, okay, let's do it. And once again, I mean, he doesn't just come to me with these grand ideas, like he's got it down. He's like, right. here's how much we need to you know, make an ad sales. Here's how much we need to do with this. You wanna do this? And I'm like, let's do it, man. Right. Yeah. So. Um, so I mean, I mean, we've got the support of the advertisers because it's a free magazine. Yeah. So you know, it's free for places to carry, it's free for for consumers to take, and uh, and it's just beautiful. And those are all his pictures for the most part, Dang. you know. Um, so yeah, I think the process of learning how the process of the book basically helped us figure out that whole process, right? right? How do you how do you design something? How do you get it printed? And uh,
0: yeah, well, I love that too. Even just from a like. I appreciate from like a branding perspective, right? Because like the messaging and what it stands for and the product that you have, uh, if it gets, like you said, if it gets too watered down, people start to um, wonder if it's really for them, right? Because they've gone to you for a specific thing for so long and now it's changed, right? And and people's loyalty usually only lasts as long as it's useful for them. And then once it starts to drift, Mm Well, then, you know, there's issues. So I love from a branding perspective that you decided to keep the messaging and the purpose and the positioning of Tap that yeah. where it, where its home base was and create something new. And even though creating something new is substantially harder, yeah. I feel, yeah. Yeah, um, is. but at the same time, you were able to give it a life of its own and its own like little niche yeah. and, Uh, be able to have its own position in the market, which I think is super important for like anyone listening, right? Like from a branding perspective, like things have to be what they are. And then when you try to make them be too many things, Mm -hmm. then it starts to get like really goofy. Like, um, you know, uh, it's not, uh, you know, Coca-Cola water, it's Dasani. You know what I mean? (laughs) Like, like, so they're, they're they're aware of the fact that like, yes, they're leveraging and yes, all that. But like, there's equity in the name of a brand too and so yeah. now you have taste az that stands on its own has its own brand equity and people know what it's about and know to engage with it and it'll be different people than tap that yeah obviously yep. and so um which it should be right, it's right. Like, you know you're gonna
1: when you open up the gates to all food and beverage then that's you know that's yeah. a wide base <laughs> yeah. right. totally. that was exciting for me too because i as much as i love beer i love food like right. that's that's been that's been my thing forever. As if you couldn't
0: <laughs> <tell>. <laughs> well, then I guess I love food more. That's I don't know, <laughs> but I think so. So, were you able to leverage your network then? I'm assuming. Mm-hmm. Oh Cause, yeah. Because now you need to have Taste of Utah if your your friend is up mm-hmm. in Utah. You know what I'm saying?
1: That's that's that may that be kind. of, Well, I mean that's that's like you said. It's it's harder to start another thing, but it's it's probably the best thing to do, right? Because so I've had people. Um, Breweries from out of state, you know, some high profile breweries reach out and say, hey, we're we're, our beer is going to be distributed in Arizona. We'd love to Mm. get on the podcast. And I've had to tell them no, because it's the Arizona craft beer podcast. If I just started letting everybody come in, it just it would lose what that that niche that I mean, from a marketing side, it's a it's a niche that I found, but it's also just the niche the niche i wanted yeah you know what i mean so the the it just happens to be good for marketing but it's the niche that i want i don't want it to be watered down if i get a lot of opportunities in denver you know to for these breweries to say hey we'd love to do a podcast up here then you know that's a market we could open up in but you know it's not gonna be a taste of az and right (laughs) exactly
0: how many places can you be in once
1: come on well (laughs) the goal is to is to you know me uh I don't know. This is me just dreaming out loud, but maybe kind of the, like the I can kind of go to the places that I want. We have a team of you know, most like a vice style thing where you have a team of people in each location and, yeah. um, so, so yeah, let's let's down the road a little bit. Right. Sooner than later, well, if later you start than sooner. Utah, who knows? I get, uh, I get.
0: I think I get uh, royalty a commission. That. So, all right,
1: yeah. all right, fair enough.
0: So okay, so this is really cool too, and I'm glad we had this up there. You know, obviously this was on purpose. Um, So. Uh, you have the, the beer now that you have, well, you, you tell the story, that you've, okay. you've uh, collaborated with.
1: So this is uh, Tap That Easy Hazy IPA. So this, is, so this is a beer that I've kind of had in mind for, for a little while and, and just waiting for the right timing and, the, and really the right place to, to you know. To talk with about doing it, um, and I have got a lot. I have a lot of good relationships, but each person's on you know different levels. Um, some breweries may have great g- brewing capacity, but we're not going to be able to can a beer because they've they got so many things that they have to fill. Mm-hmm. You know, me coming in and saying, "Hey, can you make me a custom label?" <laughs> <laughs> they're like, "Yeah, they get in line." You know, but then there are some smaller places that um, be like, "Yeah, come on in, let's make a beer," but they don't have the ability to create this marketing asset. You mm-hmm. know, um, which was a huge part of it. You yeah. know, uh, if we we want this to grow into you know the arizona beer then it has to have some you know has to have some visuals to it sure. you know so um i approached marshall the owner brewer here and uh i mean he's close to me i am 10 minutes up the road i've known marshall pretty much from the beginning he's a good dude uh he makes amazing beers so, you know so so all those things kind of came together and i and i you know told him the idea and he's like let's do it man let's do it because uh, he's got the flexibility here to be able to do it yeah. but he also has the the following and the reputation to to be able to sell it also you right. know with our, our forces combined uh but i wanted it to be like a southwest ipa so it's one of the hops they use is called zappa so it actually grows in the mountains in new mexico so it's like a wild hop okay. uh so it has it has, a, you know, people taste it and they're like it tastes Southwest. Maybe it's you know uh, in their head, but
0: it yeah. doesn't matter. You know? <laughs> uh, Perception and then, is reality.
1: Exactly. Right? Um, and then the grain we used uh, is, you can see the the logo. Oh, you know what? That's funny. This is the original can. So this was these were the original labels. We've updated them a little bit. Um, but the second and third batches were made with uh sonoran white wheat that's grown in queen creek okay at uh grain d which is part of Sossman farms which is like i think 100 years old like okay. one of the oldest farms in history no, i don't
0: know <laughs> <laughs> nobody fact it's checked a, that no, please sorry don't. cnn
1: uh but i mean uh, the goal obviously would we'd like to get to a point where we can make an all arizona ingredient beer right uh but you know it's a little bit challenging so we're doing our best to to make that um so that's how it came about and then it sold really well people loved it so we keep making it yeah 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 and then in shirts too it yeah shirts some glasses so i yeah, saw so
0: the um i totally on to her name, name but she Coley. Yeah. yeah coley here had the the shirt as well so oh, yeah, yeah. Just it's a, it's just so funny you're just doing so many things right and uh, and, I, and i love it
1: thank you i hope i'm doing right <laughs> you question it sometimes
0: well uh you know well here you are and here's your name on a can my and li- people are is, selling it yeah and so i don't know that sounds pretty good to me
1: my uh my friend josh yeah josh from cider Core is a good friend of mine he's he's a branding genius mm-hmm. um and he's like dude use your name more yeah. eric walters eric walters you know i'm like all right so when we wrote this i'm like i want my first name and last name on <laughs> the yes. can uh so yeah so that actually um they're more in planning we've done three collaborations i think we've done a couple with casual pint um we just i just did one with flying bassett which is in gilbert okay and um so we did a, a beer called haka Shaka Laka. so it's a it's a session hazy ipa uh but what's really cool is a uh, percentage of the proceeds is going to go to a uh, organization called smoke and hope mm. so it's this guy john jones uh, Jonathan Jones, not the UFC fighter, John Jones. If okay. <laughs> I don't know, no? <laughs> but I believe you. <laughs> well, John, John Jones, the UFC fighter, is a little bit of a checkered past. So this is oh, not okay. Jonathan Jones. Uh, Jonathan Jones um, is a, a backyard barbecue guy, okay. um, content creator, really cool dude. So he started an organization called Smoke and Hope, which yes. basically feeds hungry people in Phoenix. Um, so a percentage of the haka shakalaka is going to go towards his, his organization. So, so at this point now, you know, you know, tap that was the first canned collaboration that I've done. Um, and just seeing the potential with what we can do with that, you know, of getting people's logos on the can. I mean, the marketing ability of craft beer is pretty phenomenal. You know, um, it's, it's an interesting little niche. And as a marketing guy, you can probably see all the little details and, and little things that you can do to set yourself apart. You know?
0: Yeah. Can design is just well the labels on the cans yeah is just you were right it's can, top notch yeah, yeah. and uh, you know uh, you know I'm most familiar with Helton so that's like where I go to but like his can design is so freaking dope oh yeah and like yeah. I was actually the funny thing is I was in Prescott the other day and I saw like some, someone littered and uh, but I saw his can I immediately recognized it because I'm like that's his artwork man it's yeah so cool yeah um, but yeah yeah obviously there's you know it's it's a it's a pretty committed. From what i can tell from the outside and you can correct me if i'm wrong it seems like a pretty committed group of people um who uh just really love trying it and so you have this like really loyal fan base i feel this like once they adopt you i'm sure it's like a really good thing yeah from a business perspective and the fact that it's just nice to have people who like really dig what you do yeah which always feels good
1: absolutely man absolutely it's it's uh that's been the amazing thing is, if, so Brian Helton. Brian Helton's been, like, my top guy from the beginning. Yeah. Like, and he's always, I'll get a random call from him, and will be like, hey, man, you know, just, you know, want to give you some feedback on something or just, you know, I can always go to him. I'm like, man, I got a question. I don't know what to do, yeah. dude. Like, what, you know, and, and he's always, you know, he's always the guy that, that uh, you know, is happy to answer those questions. But, um, like, at this point, you know, Marshall. Uh, here, I can say, "Hey, man, I've got an idea for this. Hey, I want to do a beer with the you know this MMA fighter that's right up the road, and right. call it John Claude Bandana." Right? <laughs> Second time <laughs> I use that one. Right. Uh, but cool. but but I have the ability to be able to do that because I put in the work of consistency and quality and 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 being a good person and being right. reliable. Um, so now, you know, sometimes Luke, my business partner, um, he's like, "Man, he's like, it's crazy how quickly you can." you know, you can get a response from somebody and get a thumbs up. And I'm like, that was, you know, a few years in the making though. A lot of work of, you know, um, but, uh, but yeah, that, that network's been the biggest part of it, you know, and you're right though, because I feel even more so with craft beer than food and beverage or with restaurants is there are a lot of um, people that are, that have followed their dream and they're really aware of like people trying to, Throw a throw a wrench in that, you know. Yeah. So they're really skeptical. They are, um, you know. So, so it is a little bit hard to get in. But um, I, I don't know. I want to say I didn't try, but I just it was just I was just doing what I was doing, and it just kind of fit the vibe of what they were doing, you know. And then, I mean, not every. It doesn't work with everybody, sure. you know. There's not everybody has bought into what we do, and they don't they don't get it and or, or whatever. But, um, but yeah,
0: that's neat. I think. To me, the craft beer market feels very collaborative i don 't know if it really is, but from the outside, it appears as though it is, and I think that's really cool because i don't think that's always the case sometimes it's it wants to be the case, but isn't and i sure. found, I found that to be true in the wedding industry yeah. uh, they, they wanted to act like it was all very collaborative, but yeah. it, it wasn't yeah. um, but
1: uh, but it changes yeah right like what is collaborative changed? from what it was two years ago right two years ago collaborative at least in beer was um let's this brewery and this brewery get together and let's make a beer now collaborative is let's get together with we just did a beer here yesterday with a local like honey producer and they do like crazy infusions so we did a mango habanero or not a mango habanero it was a honey habanero uh, blonde ale yesterday okay. right so so they we did a podcast with them twisted b um and then they reached out and said hey uh we'd love to do a beer who do you think would make a good beer?" i'm like simple machine <laughs> <Right>. you <Yeah. laughs> know so uh, the collaborations have i think expanded outside of beer to now they're connecting with chefs they're connecting with food producers they're connecting with um you know uh, charity causes, you right. know, like a, like a dog rescue organization and having a, you know, their branding on the can and go and give them back to it. So, um, yeah, it's almost like an endless playground of, of things for marketing, right? But it's hard, I think for a lot of these places because they're
0: for like the restaurants or for yeah okay.
1: r- restaurants and, uh, yeah, just food and beverage, I think in general, because there's, there's so much work going on back there that, The marketing side of it kind of takes a, it's secondary, you know, almost. And with craft beer, craft beer was almost like a, if you build, they will come type of thing, right? Right. You open up a new brewery, people are going to come. Because of
0: that loyal, like, group.
1: Yeah, Mm -hmm. yep, exactly. But that's kind of changed over the last couple of years, you know. Yeah, you got to have something more. And I think the brands that have really excelled through this, and canning is a big part of it. um, These guys didn't have a canner before covid and they yeah. were forced in the situation where they had to start canning their beers to right. distribute it you know
0: oh yeah because if you can only sell them out of a uh, to go like so limited
1: yeah. yeah yep exactly and so i mean they might have the crawlers and things like that but that that was a that was a game changer but um i think it's a challenge for a lot of food and beverage because i think they get help sometimes and then they get screwed, right? They get somebody that's gonna come in and say, hey, we can gain this many followers for you, and they just don't understand marketing, right? It's that sure. three, three parts, again, like, all right, you might be a good technician, and you might be a good manager, but are you an entrepreneur type of right. thing, right? So, so I think people have been burned. Um, you know, you get the, um, you know, you can do it yourself type of thing, which is great, and you can, and that was part of Brian's episode, I know. He was like, you know, you gotta grab the camera and do these things yourself, but it doesn't mean you're gonna do it right you know and, and well, it not doesn't even of, mean
0: you have like for you like part of the winning combination that we talked about at the beginning of this podcast was consistency. Sure. Yeah. And it's like yeah, of course you can pick up a camera and shoot. Yeah. Right? So, right. like that doesn't mean you can show up every week. Right.
1: Right. And how do you t- and how do you differentiate yourself, yeah. right? And you know, a lot of times with the breweries they um they they're kind of a neighbor- neighborhood spot. It's sure. kind of the, you know, kind of the premise behind it a little bit for some of these places but um i don't know where it's going i lost my train of thought i got distracted by a car going oh, up. No. <laughs> was it a cool car at least <laughs> no oh. like a piece of junk <laughs> but uh yeah it was really interesting like that car is out of place that thing's gonna catch it on fire very soon um Wheels fall yeah off. yeah uh but differentiating themselves yeah. right um it's hard it, it's hard right because it's almost got to be part of the plan or an accident, right. kind of, a, right? Or get an expert to kind of to, to kind of come in.
0: Well, I think it's I think what's so funny about all of this is I wasn't necessarily thinking we were beginning we be getting a, a branding conversation out of this, and yet I yeah. keep finding myself <laughs> coming back to that because you're just doing so many of the things that I think are so healthy to have a solid brand, and we all know that like like you're literally saying right now is that branding. And I don't even mean just like, like, like what I mean is brand. I don't mean branding. Sure. Like brand is what differentiates this place from another place, from another place. And as the, especially in the, the brewing industry, as that continues to grow, that'll only become more important because yeah. there'll just be more competition. And no matter how collaborative you get, the reality is, is either someone's sitting in that seat or they're sitting at their seat. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? And it's, you know, and obviously like, you know all uh, you know all boats uh, rise with the rising tide, right? So like obviously, just bolstering the the brewery industry is good for everyone. Yep. but there's that you still come back to that reality. And so why someone would choose here, they've they've got to have a brand that gives them something to grab a hold of of why they made this choice rather than another place. Yeah. and yeah. so um, in like a positive way, like you want certain people to want to go to certain places. For the reasons they want to go there, like you know, if you have a place that's, I don't know, it's like super gritty and manly, that's like the kind of people that will probably show up, right? Right. And if it wasn't that way, those people wouldn't feel that same way about going. And so, what you've done, I think, is some really healthy things. That just if we could recap a little bit about that, which is, you found your position in the market and you grabbed a hold of it in spite of the fact that there was other successful models. And I think that's like a really great first start for a lot of people, and even for businesses that already exist. I think maintaining that is important, and that's really what you talked about later, which is that you've had these other opportunities come in, that other people have pitched you with things that I'm sure were going to be lucrative or boost your name. Uh, you know, obviously those are all good things for you, yeah. but it would have watered down the brand. Yep. And so you know what happens when you know a business that exists now like no matter who they are no matter how big they are if they start to lose their center which i bag on them all the time but i feel like starbucks is losing their center um and which is once they lose that then what do they stand for anymore sure and so i think you've been really healthy with that you've you've taken other interests of yours and you've separated them yeah right so that they can stand on their own two feet and have that and i think that's amazing too and so i think oh and bolstering your brand with doing the, the collaborations where like your name of your podcast is on this can, yeah, pretty cool. It makes, it makes, I would feel uh, pretty cool. Um, and your name is on here and all these other things. I think these are all incredible brand building things. And whether you did them on purpose or accident, you're doing them yeah. and you're doing them <laughs> yeah. well. And someone can look at this and, and really take some great lessons out of this. And I think that's amazing. Um, you know, and I, I do feel like you're kind of going down this personal brand route, which I think is really good because at the end of the day, uh, the relation and, and I've I'm, literally the last two or three podcasts I've done so this is cool that you're we're talking about this is that it's it's just so about relationships Yeah, it really yeah. is like yep. there's a reason that people are texting you back and calling you back right away it's because there's like this relational equity that you built with them yeah. and um, and I'd love to hear your take on this I just did a podcast two or three podcasts ago and the guy was talking about there's this concept on ethos which is that that you're a um, you're competent in what you're doing that you're a good human being and that you have good intentions with what you're trying to do mm. those are like the three markers of like having nice. like, like a good ethos and so what I feel is like you're kind of in that place and that's why it's so healthy which is you're a good guy right you've you've built a podcast that's solid it's shown up consistently for years It's only gotten better and then will continue to get better yeah. And then you have this thing where, like, hey, like, I just want to tell you a story. Like, I want you to stand out for your story and not just about, um, you know, the percentage of hops that are in your beer. You know right. what I mean, as cool right. as that is yeah. and as proud as that as I'm sure they are. Like, so I, I don't know. So what are your thoughts on that? Like, I feel like that's just that's kind of where you've gotten. And, and if I had to. If I had to like articulate what I think has been working for you, I feel like those things are it.
1: I like it, man. I can't disagree. <laughs> you know. Uh and maybe that's why it has come I won't say easy, but but seemingly easy. It, it's become smoothly. I guess sure. is that is yeah, that yeah. a way I can say it? Um naturally. It's come organically or is the yes. word you say, right? Is because um those core those things that you you recognize have been like essential part of it right I'm not going to compromise those things in order to you know I'm not going to abandon my wife and kids to you know (laughs) go drink beer all the time though they they drive you to do that want to do that sometimes but uh, no, no, they're great Um, but but that's been the that's been the foundation of it right is and and also I don't know I think uh, I struggled kind of it was almost like I was finding my path Sure. But the whole time, I didn't realize I was on my path. I was struggling, like, where's my path? Right. But I'm on it. I'm, I'm walking it. Recognizing and, it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, um, you know, you always hear about, you know, if you have, like, a podcast, you should have an avatar. You should have your ideal audience. Like, what is, who is your person? Give them a name. Give them an age. What, what bands they listen to. And I tried that a few times, but everything just kind of came back to be like, well, that's, that's me. <laughs> like I'm, sure. When I describe my avatar, it's just like, you know, it's like 24-year-old female version of me or it's right. a 32-year-old male version of me. So, Have I you saw...
0: seen the 24-year-old female version of you?
1: <laughs> no, yeah, I'm like no, really no. curious right now. <laughs> no, mentally, <laughs> mentally. Oh, that's <laughs> not even good either, but uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but I but I would try that, and I'm like I you know I'm not going to even focus on that. So sure. my my audience kind of developed itself, right, yeah. in a way. Um, but you know I always read you know when you're kind of creating a personal brand or you're you know really doing anything, um, you know if you're right in the middle, like you're not going to be. You're not taking any risks, right? So, so But I struggle with that, right? Because people are like, dude, you need to be more critical on the beers, right? Because I'll try a beer from here. I'm like, oh, dude, that's great. And I'll say a couple things. I'm like, oh, it's hoppier than I thought it was gonna be, and I'll move on to the next one. Sure. Um, but they're all good to me, right? Yeah. If I drink one, I'm like, oh, yeah, that's malty, right? I don't like malty beers, but I'm like, oh, dude, that's a three, right? I'm not like gonna critique it. So that ended up becoming Because I was like, man, unless I can, you know, be this hard ass, you know, you know, Anthony Bourdain, like, oh, this is, you know, whatever. I'm like, I'm not going to, I'm not going to be polarizing, right? But what ended up happening, where people were like, dude, there's no way every beer's that good. Like, so people would get annoyed that I was so nice. Right. All right. I can lean into that. I can be the nice guy. I can be the likable guy. Um, so that's that's kind of when when that realization came. I was like, okay, now it can be even more natural because it, it wouldn't have been natural for me to try to review beers and right. things like that. I've done a couple of beer reviews, but they've turned into like just funny stories. It sure. really had nothing to do with the beer. Um, so I think that's been a um, a thing that kind of fell into my lap in a way as part of the branding was just like, okay. Just being myself, I can be a brand by just being a nice guy. Sure, you know. So, um,
0: and yet was, people are still annoyed. They are. <laughs> oh yeah,
1: yeah. I get it all the time. Well, what, really is, uh,
0: what does Grant Cardone say? If if nobody hates you, you're not doing anything worthwhile. Or it's yeah. something. I'm, I'm I'm probably butchering the quote. I know but, what you mean though, yeah. But so if people hate you because you're so nice, well then I guess you're doing something right. Right.
1: right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So it's it's worked out good for me because that's yeah, just who I am. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Write that down. This goes on a shirt.
0: <laughs> 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 well, cool, man. So, what's your next bold move?
1: My next bold move. Ah. As if
0: all of this was not enough.
1: It is. It is bold, isn't it? Doing it a is.
0: Never book. made a book? Made a book. Never yeah. made a magazine? Made a magazine. Never collaborated on beer?
1: Don't know how to make beer? Made a beer. Yeah. Right? That's bold <laughs> <So, what> moves. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, video. I want to jump more into video and and I kind of hide behind a little bit of you know I don't really understand how to edit I don't understand my camera but now I understand Premiere Pro now I understand my camera so all my excuses are going out you know so I want to do I want to do like a vlog style Uh, are you familiar with uh, Casey Neistat
0: yeah, yeah. I never so, say his last name right. Yes,
1: yeah, it might not be right either. Um, so I've, over the past few years, I've wanted to figure out like how I want to do a vlog. I want to do more video content, um, and I just couldn't figure it out like the style that I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. So I finally came across this guy, and, and uh, I, I, I'm watching the videos. I'm like, dude, this is it! Like this is I love this guy's style. So I text Luke, and I was like, dude, I found it. I'm like, check. Have you ever heard of Casey Neistat? And he's like yeah dude he's like the godfather of vlogging like really like so that's how out of the loop i am sometimes um so this guy that's been doing it for years and has millions and millions of followers and all that pioneer of this. I didn't even know who he was, yeah. you know. So, but but it was good because I might not have looked at it as like, oh, I'm copying his style, sure. right? Now I can copy it and say I never heard of him. So no, let's <laughs>
0: skip. Wait, uh, you just admitted you heard of him? No. Oh no, <laughs>
1: <laughs> but no, I, I dig his style of um, because I'm not I'm not good at like live. I'm not do, good at doing like a uh, introduction hmm. type of like, hi, I'm Eric on location here at Simple Machine. But if things are rolling and, you know, I, I've got certain things that, that, that I can do. You got your own base. Yeah, yeah. Um, so when I saw his style, I'm like, okay, he tells a story, right? He comes in here and he talks to people and he gets footage of the beer. But then he sits down and he tells a story, or yeah. somehow he tells a story. So, so that kind of influenced the way that I want to do it. Where basically, coming in, I have a story that I want to tell. But then I'm going to tell the story. Right? I'm going to tell the story about this place, mm. just sitting here at the table with a beer. So, that was my way of thinking out loud to say that I want to do video. That's yeah. that's my next then my next bold move. But as you can see, I have the the overthinking problem of it. So. That's, that's why you have a
0: that's, that's my, yeah. So <laughs> exactly. You don't have to be all things, all people, right? That's why you have, that's why you uh, mitigate your, your flaws, if you want to call them that, uh, with other people. And I think that's part of building a strong team.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Yep.
0: So, cool, man. Well, uh, as if people won't be able to find you, if you type that in, you'll find him. But yeah. for the sake of argument, let's go ahead and have you just share where people can find you, yes. what people should be looking for online and so, in person yes okay, okay so the
1: magazine we'll start with those taste of az we got a magazine we also have a podcast which has a video podcast as well and the website so all that's found at tasteofaz.com. of AZ.com. you got the arizona beer book at the book. we try to keep it simple right yeah, it's so not the, yeah. uh and then the, the podcast, podcast yeah tap that az and a taste of az on all the podcasts app uh, podcast apps. You can go to a taste of az. dot com um, and follow all of the adventures of what we're doing.
0: And if you're local, you're able to come to Sybil Machine Brewing, yep. which is at Seventh Ave and Deer Valley. Valley. Yep. Get some yummy beer here.
1: Yep. And Not now. It. It's sold out. Depends on the timing of it. Oh no. It, it comes and goes. Um, so we brew it pretty consistently. Yeah. But there's usually a month or so in between each we'll call batch. Call ahead. Then. Yeah. There you go. Or whatever. Or there's also. The the it, there might be some across the valley too in beer shops. Okay. So there are beer shops across the valley that carry it too. Sweet. Yeah. Um, also, Flying Bassett down in Gilbert has Haka Shaka Laka. There you go. So. Um, and then the so bandana yeah. one. John Claude Bandana yet to be released yet but, to be uh, released. Yet highly to be, anticipated yet to be planned also too I'm the only one with the plan at this oh, point oh, there you go. <laughs> I have to share it with the other people involved that's always important <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, I, I can be pretty convincing at times uh, but yeah I would say the base is is tap that Az um, with tap that Az I try to share everything with the taste of Az and and all that um, you know that's sometimes the problem is getting the message out right you can have a good message but how do you get it out to that's the masses right. so.
0: Well, you started with the important part, which is having a good, good, solid brand in which it's worth telling the story of. So yeah. I think that's exciting. Thanks, man. So thank you so much for being on the podcast. Yeah. Um, super pleasure to be on here. I think this is like a great look at branding from the very, very start and how to develop a healthy brand. And so thank, thank you, you for, for sharing. It. I Absolutely. Really Absolutely. appreciate
1: it. Thanks for having me, dude. This was, this was great.
0: Cool. Yeah. I wanna cause no problems, I just wanna live my life but I keep on hearing about nonsense Me and my dons ain't mobsters, but you know when you see imposters We know how to read them faces same way you know how to read them comments If you wanna talk let's talk, but around right here make sure you walk and your talk is constant